capture the adrenaline that's shooting off in the electricity, he captures it right there on paper. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Hirschfeld. Well, I've drawn ever since I could hold a pencil. Actually, all kids draw. I just never stopped. We can go at any time. Yep. Uh, welcome to the... Welcome back to... See, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> welcome back to the Hirschfeld Century Podcast. I'm David Leopold, the creative director of the Al Hirschfeld Foundation. And I'm Catherine Eastman, the archives manager. And we're here to talk Hirschfeld with you. Yes, we are. Today is a very special episode, David. How special? Like, really, really special. I'm so excited. It is... Drum roll, please. The What's My Line episode. Uh, I know everybody at yeah, I know everybody at home is uh, so excited now, but uh, for one of us, it's a very big deal. Yes, What's My Line. Spoiler alert: It's not me. <laughs> what's My Line is my favorite television show. I wouldn't say of all time because I really like Lost, so Lost can keep that title. It is my second favorite television show of all time. It's so good. Um, now, as a millennial, how in the world would you... Did I find would, what's millennial? Yeah, how, uh, that is Well, it started thing. because of this job, so you're partly at fault. Uh, Do we pay you for it? We're not paying you to watch Watch My Line, are, are we? I must confess, sometimes I listen to it in the background when I'm working, because you really don't have to see... I'm putting that in the in the employee review. All right, well, <laughs> it's, it's educational, and I will explain to you why it's also educational. But anyway... Uh, well, I first heard about What's My Line because of my job. There's a wonderful TV guide portrait that Hirschfeld did. Oh, great one. It's wonderful. In 1956. And we were considering it for the Hirschfeld Century book um, as some one to include. It didn't end up making it. But I just fell in love with the drawing. It's, it's a nice piece. John Daly's really big. He's got a nice big smile on his face. The purple curtain is very... I don't know. It's a very nice drawing. I just thought it looked really nice. And if you're only familiar with Hirschfeld in black and white, when you see these TV guide covers, they're really... It's going to blow your mind. They do. Yeah. And we have this drawing, and it's stunning. Yes. I mean, you would think it was done yesterday, which it's... is a testament to the archive. We keep everything nice and clean, of course. Says the archives manager. Yes. Everything is perfect. <laughs> um, but it really is stunning to see. Uh, so I just fell in love with the drawing. I didn't know who these people were. I'd never heard of What's My Line. I didn't even really care. Um, and then I was introduced to my first Marx Brothers film, Duck Soup, which of course is the best, obviously. Uh, that's what you lost your Marx Brothers virginity on? That is, yep, that's the one. Uh, with Robert Bader. <laughs> which I A think Marx Brothers it, expert. Yeah, if you're, you're going to, I mean, I had, it was the perfect situation to watch my first Marx Brothers film in Robert Bader's special theater that he was still working on. <laughs> he was soundproofing oh, it when I he, was there. Uh, ladies, he uses this one all the oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Bader. And he, has, he had the four Cavaliers, and that's my favorite dog. So Anyway, Robert's going to come. We're going to do a whole March Brothers show. It's going to be great. Oh, hold your breath. Yeah. But anyway, so that's where I saw Duck Soup. I fell in love with the Marx Brothers. I thought they were the funniest thing I'd ever seen, which I know no one else had ever thought of before. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I started, uh, you know, Robert gave me the TV. It's like Marx Brothers TV specials right. or whatever. So I watched all those. And then I went on YouTube and just put in Groucho Marx. And although I think Chico's my favorite. 
Oh my God! All the ladies love Chico. Anyway, um, <laughs> not all the fathers of the ladies no, love Chico. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. They all like Zeppo. Uh, so anyway, I I went on YouTube and looked up Groucho, and I found one of the top things that comes up is the What's My Line episode. Uh, maybe the most popular episode on it's What's My Line. Definitely the most popular episode of What's My Line, and undisputed, undisputedly. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> you you don't even know how to correct it. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. Undoubtedly, <laughs> the funniest episode of What's My Line, um, from August 1959. Well, for those of us, well, for those people out there listening who may not, who are still listening, <laughs> uh, who may be of an age when they didn't see What's My Line on TV when it first ran. Right. What is What's My Line? What's My Line is a game show, is a panel game show, and I think it's a game show rather than a quiz show. Don't they ask questions? They do ask questions, but I don't see. There are game show people who are gonna write in and say, "No, it's a quiz show," you know. But and that's fine. It's 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 a game show. Info at alhirschfeldfoundation.org <laughs> for any of the cranks out I there. I can't wait to get those emails. Um, it can, it was comprised of a celebrity panel of New York sophisticates, as we like to call them. Oh yes. Yeah, um, and basically, so it's called "What's My Line." So the point of the game is to guess a civilian's occupation. Um, and then there, at the end, there'll be a mystery guest, a celebrity mystery guest that you have to uh, choose. Um, so that's the basic premise of the game. It's filmed in New York, so. And they had lots of interesting people there. So, uh, oh, what it, so tell us about how, the panel. Why you've watched so many episodes? Yeah, so so I watched the Groucho episode, and I thought it was a. I mean, it was a funny show. It is a funny show, though not normally as funny as the Groucho episode. Um, so I decided to start watching it from the very beginning, which was a 19. completist. I am a completist, so I, I started from the very beginning. You can find every available episode on YouTube. It's the What's My Line channel. Um, it's incredible. So go check it out. But anyway, I but the see, internet was created for obviously. Um, so it started in 1950, and so I've been watching them all the way through. The show was hosted by John Daly, who was a well-respected, well-known ABC newscaster. He broke the news of Pearl Harbor bombing um, and Roosevelt's death. He was the first reporter, um, and he was the moderator. Uh, so, and then for the panel. We have Arlene Francis. Who was uh, an actress who appeared on Broadway and in films and was part of, uh, was a Broadway first nighter, was a real part of the theater scene in New York. And the first drawing Hirschfeld did of Arlene was like 1938. So he'd been drawing her for a a while. He drew her in five different stage productions. Wow. Yeah. Um, And they all look alike. It, It all looks like Arlene Francis. Surprisingly, because they're all, they all feature Arlene Francis. All right, all right. Next is Dorothy Kilgallen. She was she wrote uh, it was like a I won't, I wouldn't say a tabloid, but um, a column of, called The Voice of Broadway, which was kind of Broadway gossip. Yeah, Broadway gossip and the news of Broadway. I mean, Broadway in in that period in the 40s and 50s was a very big part of the entertainment uh, (laughs) sort of calculus uh, in in New York and around the country. So her it was the top of the pyramid, right? Of the entertainment. Well, it was uh, by the 40s and 50s. It was uh, it was second to films, mid level. (laughs) um, 
but it was still a very important part. And Broadway was uh, a way of thinking as much of a street in New York, you know, uh, and she captured that sort of Broadway style of thinking. Right. Um, the other regular panelist is, of course, the ever-lovable, everyone's favorite publisher-turned-game-show panelist, Bennett Cerf. Bennett Cerf uh, helped uh, establish um, Random House. Co-founder of Random House. Was very important, uh, nurtured a lot of important writers mm -hmm. during his career. Also wrote a number of books uh, that were, that he was, he, he wrote for a popular audience. Yeah. And he was, he was uh, one of the few publishers, book publishers, that everyone seemed to know. Mm. And he was also a Broadway first-nighter. Right. And he liked, his, his thing was puns. Right. All of his children's books are just a bunch of puns. Sure. And yes, I did name one of my dogs after Bennett Surf. There's a cure for that. <laughs> uh, so, so it's usually four panelists. Uh, Steve Allen held a seat from 53 to 54. He left for The Tonight Show in 54. He was the original host of The Tonight Show. Right, right. And then he's replaced by another Allen, one that's dear to Hirschfeld, Fred Allen. Fred Allen was a humorist, uh, was a writer, was a, started off in vaudeville, um, uh, had an incredible radio show called Town Hall Tonight mm. where he created all these characters and he wrote all the scripts himself. And, and uh, Hirschfeld would one time, he and Hirschfeld became great friends very early on. They had dinner with each other almost every week uh, in the 20s and 30s. I don't know how long it went on for, <laughs> usually Chinese food. Uh, and... Um, but Hirschfeld had said about Fred Allen that he was the only writer who ever wrote more than he could lift because these scripts for the radio shows where he mm -hmm. would create these characters that a lot of them, like his Senator Claghorn uh, is the model for Falkhorn Leghorn, the great Warner Brothers mm, uh, uh, cartoon character. Mm. Um, those characters just sort of entered into public consciousness, those types really. And, uh, and Alan that would later on have a radio feud with his friend, uh, Jack Benny. Right. Um, and he was very famous. He, uh, Fred Allen, I think, is the first person who said that he had a great face for radio, <laughs> which he did. He's adorable, but he did have a great face for radio. And he, but he had this very dry wit. It's very deadpan. And uh, but hilarious. Oh Just my gosh! Very so very funny. funny. Yeah. Uh, and so he was a member of uh, the panel. Yeah, uh, and then he died in 1956, very suddenly. Um, after that, it was uh, an open seat, as as it were. Uh, celebrity <laughs> guests would kind of fill in for the fourth spot on the panel. So Tony Randall was often a guest, think, uh, a, a guest panelist. Yeah, I think he actually holds the record uh, for the. I mean, it's it's a lot. I don't want to say because I don't want to commit to a number. But anyway, um, so different uh, celebrities. Uh, Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon was on, and I remember the first time Jack Lemon was on the panel. I, I screamed. I was like, oh, my gosh, that looks just like Jack Lemmon. So here's a tip for you. Do not sit next to Catherine when she's watching television. Oh, no, it's Screaming bad. is bad. <laughs> uh, and it did look just like Jack Lemmon because it is Jack Lemmon. That is, uh, spoiler alert, it is Jack Lemmon. <laughs> what I meant was my only experience with Jack Lemmon was through the Hirschfeld drawings that I would see every day at work. And Hirschfeld drew and was actually friends with Jack Lemmon, right. and he drew him numerous times, many, many times. Right. So I've never seen a Jack Lemmon film. I have no connection to him whatsoever. Um, but once I saw him in live and living black and white color, 
it was like the Hirschfeld drawing had come to life. So rather than uh, a, a, an older generation bringing the personality to the drawings, I actually bring the drawings to the personalities. Right. Well said. Yeah, which is, it's a lot of fun because, I mean, it happened with Jack Lemmon, but it happens so often with a lot of other people and drawings that I'm like, oh, yes, that looks just like Jeffrey Holder. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, well, it is Jeffrey Holder. Um, so uh, being a millennial is kind of fun that way. Because well, and so many of the guests, uh, the people that they're trying to figure out, Right. Also have been drawn by her. Oh, de oh, definitely. Almost all of them. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely who he didn't draw. It's a, it's really a master class in popular culture. Yeah, twentieth uh, century popular. Oh, culture. definitely. I say that all the time. I'm a, I carry the uh, gospel of what's my line and how you really can learn so much because you learn about the different mystery guests, what they were doing at that time. John, you know, is always going to political convention so you kind of get a what's happening in the world outside entertainment as right, well right um and it's really it's it's a lot of fun and i i enjoy watching it right um, it well it turns out it's a good sort of foundation document yeah to what For the who's what, who in <laughs> what was going on in america right you know uh, not all of it but uh a lot of it and and certainly entertainment wise right certainly. um and i was thrilled i think it's july 56 is when this uh tv guide covers from and uh, I don't remember the date exactly of the episode, but it's the Salminio episode of What's My Line. It's July 1956. He's the mystery guest. And in the beginning of the episode, they introduce the whole show by saying, please welcome our award-winning What's My Line panel, whose caricatures appear on this week's TV Guide magazine. I think Hirschfeld needed a better agent. They should have said the Hirschfeld caricatures. Yeah. But perhaps... In 1956 America, when you were talking about caricature, you knew you were talking That's about true. Hirschfeld. I, I never thought of that. Yeah, possible. everybody and, knew. And I think I have a theory. I have this theory, and you can quote me on it. That <laughs> that Step at back, one everybody. point Dorothy thought Hirschfeld was the mystery guest. Oh yes. Yeah, I really do believe this, and ugh, I'm gonna have to find the episode because I don't remember. The mystery guest was a writer, and he was a mystery writer in the mid '50s. So that'll narrow it down maybe a little bit. Maybe someone can tell me. <laughs> and people were asking, uh, "Are you in the entertainment world?" And he said, "Yes, like in a sense." Um, so it was like he was on, you know, he wasn't a performer or a producer, but right. he was related to the entertainment field. And it got around to Dorothy, and she said, who always gets it, she always gets it. But it got around to Dorothy, and she said, do you have a long beard? And the guy says no, and it ends up, you know, going to the next person. Um, but I think she, th I mean, I think she thought it was Hirschfeld. And I think someone else had asked, you know, did I have dinner at your house recently? Like, right. there were a few questions where I was like, they think this is Al Hirschfeld. Well, and Al Hirschfeld to them was not just uh, an artist, but he was part of their social scene. These, uh, almost everybody, I don't know about John Daly, but almost everybody else was Broadway for, uh, was a think, Broadway first-nighter. I don't think Daly would have been a first-nighter. Right. Yeah. Um, but Broadway first-nighters in, in the 50s, that was, uh, that was a social group. Um, there were a lot of shows opening on Broadway. They would get together. I mean, they, they, everybody would dress for the opening night. Um, the same people came to the opening night. So this was really uh, part of Hirschfeld's social scene. And he would have seen Dorothy and Bennett Cerf and Arlene mm -hmm. Francis. 
you know, in a given season, he might see them 65 to 75 times. So just think about that. <laughs> Two or three times a week for, a, you know, over a nine-month period it, on average. Right. So these are people you see a lot. And, you, and while there weren't 10, there were probably 100 uh, Broadway first-nighters. They all knew each other. Right. In fact, Hirschfeld in 1958 immortalized them. Uh, Playbill uh, was um, uh, uh, had a restaurant um, in the Hotel Manhattan, and uh, Hirschfeld was commissioned to create a number of murals. And over the bar was a 35-foot-long uh, portrait of Broadway first-nighters in mm-hmm. front of the theater. Um, and it included about 90 different figures, wow. and including Dorothy Kilgallen, including Bennett Cerf, including Arlene Francis, right. uh, along with many other people, you know, the critics who came to, you know, they were a big part of Broadway First Nighters. Producers were a big part of Broadway First Nighters. But uh, you had composers, you had Rodgers and Hammerstein, you had Cole Porter, you had Harold Arlen. Right. These were all people who saw each other fairly frequently. And that's just at Broadway First Nights. They would have seen each other at parties. Mm. They would have seen each other at other uh, theater-related events. Right. Because these were the people, this is the core of the Broadway scene. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it, it just goes to show. So, trying to guess somebody uh, was Hirschfeld right. would was not so far afield for right, right. Uh, for this group. And I, I think it. I'm gonna have to find that episode, and I'll update everybody when I do. We are um, all waiting. But I was I was so excited. I was like, they think it's Hirschfeld, <laughs> uh, and he was never on What's My Line. Although Nina was on to tell the truth. That's right. Yeah, I think in like 71, 72, once yeah. it was syndicated, um, and I've been trying to find it. Because uh, it would just be fun to watch. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, but it's hard and to And To Tell find. the Truth was a very similar program that right. people often confuse with What's My Line. Right, yeah. Uh, but they were different. Right. I often get people saying, oh, I love What's My Line. Kitty Carlisle was on it. Um, but okay. she was to tell the truth, right? right exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to do a quick corrections corner. I was talking about this TV guy drawing as if it was done in July 1956. It was done in July 1957. I didn't want to burst your bubble. Well, you should have told me because now I'm giving out all this false information. Okay. Oh, now I look like an idiot. No, don't worry. It's, it's not now. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about... So when was the last time uh, he drew uh, What's My Line? Oh, the last time I... I guess that would be like the CBS drawings. He did like a series of CBS... Uh, every night of CBS's lineup. Yeah, 1962, yeah. CBS. And, and What's My Line was on Sunday, every Sunday night. Uh, uh, from 1950 to 1967. It's the longest running primetime game show in history. There you go. I'm uh, the biggest fan of What's My Line. I believe there's a whole Facebook group of there What's is. My Line fans who may differ on that. Well, that's true. We're all the biggest What's My Line fans. That is true. They would all agree. That is true. But, but yeah, the CBS drawings. That in 1962, CBS, uh, the art director there, Lou Dorsman, uh, decided the best way to promote CBS's new season was to have Hirschfeld draw every single show. Mm. Um, and these would be put together in an insert in newspapers all across the country. And he did not only individual drawings of all the shows, he did composites of each night on CBS. 
And these were used in promotion and also in these uh, newspaper inserts at the beginning of the season. Hirschfeld, uh, when he took the assignment, which he felt was the biggest assignment for caricature of all time, mm-hmm. and it may very well be to do, he did over 100 drawings. Wow. Um, he, uh, he, he took it on one condition. He told Lou Dorsman that he would be willing to do it uh, for the price uh, that uh, Dorsman uh, offered on one condition that the drawings would not be sent to anybody for approval. Mm. That if they wanted Hirschfeld, they were going to get Hirschfeld. And uh, he didn't want the stars, the producers, the directors, the sponsors to start saying, oh, no, we, you know, make him look a little bit younger or her hair doesn't always do that. He right. wanted to, to do it. Um, well, that would be a lot of people that have to that would have opinions if he let. Oh if right! He let everybody get approval. That would yeah. Her, Hirschfeld uh, did a wonderful book in the fifties, uh, nineteen fifty one, called "Show Business Is No Business," and it's it, right here under my microphone. Yeah, <laughs> my we'll microphone talk about is that later. sitting on "Show Business Is No Business." <laughs> well, there's a great drawing in there. Uh, of a bunch of cleaning people uh, gathered around a desk, obviously looking at like set designs for a show, and underneath it, Hirschfeld's put the experts. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so the all actually the only the, it, and it went great. Uh, people loved it. Uh, the w- that 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 CBS series. Um, the only person to complain was Alan Funt, the the producer and star of Candid Camera, right. which. You know, was a show dedicated to making people look foolish. Right. And uh, he complained that uh, Hirschfeld had made him look like a gorilla. And uh, uh, when Hirschfeld was asked about that, he uh, Hirschfeld replied, "It's not my doing. It's God's work." <laughs> That's good. And that was on that was the Sunday night. Uh, that was the Sunday night lineup. So that's right. the one that has What's My Line in it. Oh, but right. there's one from every day of the week. There's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so on and so plus on. Plus there's specials. Uh, right. Plus their news coverage, oh, which right. also finishes with... a drawing of John F. Kennedy. Right, right. Okay. I thought that was part of the CBS series. That's oh, yeah. interesting. There's one of sports. Oh, yeah. right. That one. <laughs> yeah. A subject it's, Hirschfeld it's knew one, nothing about. It's the football one, right? Yes. It's like football players in a cloud of dust. Uh, it's football players. It's uh, horse racing. Oh, maybe baseball. I'm thinking of like an individual. Um, yeah. Uh, football one. Um, the last drawing I think he did of anybody on. Um, What's my line? What's my line? Was in 1969. He did this funny drawing called the commercial tree, and it <laughs> oh, yeah. featured uh, personalities who did a lot of commercials. And along, uh, along with Arthur Godfrey and uh, Lena Horne and uh, um, who else was on there? Miss Universe, uh, um, Pat Carroll was Arlene Francis because she was she did lots of advertisements on television. She was a very beautiful woman. She was very well spoken and she had a great wit. Right. So she was very kind vivacious. Of the, she was the complete package. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you had I I think that's how I would describe her. Um there's also a lot of Collier's drawings of everybody on the panel, which I always talk about how I love the Collier's drawings. Um there's one of Arlene in in Woman of the Year. Right. Uh, there's an ad, I guess this isn't a Collier's drawing, is it? But there's an ad of Dorothy. It's like a cocktail ad. Uh, for a scotch or something. Yeah, yeah. Vermouth, I think. Is it, is it? Um, there's that, and then there's a great drawing of Steve Allen at a piano. That was a Collier's drawing. Um, and then, uh, there's one of Bennett Cerf and his wife Phyllis Cerf, 
who was the editor who discovered, or she made Dr. Seuss. Editor, right. She, her, her, one of her first editors at, uh, uh, at her at children's her book imprint yeah. at Random House was a guy by the name of Ted Geisel, who was Dr. Seuss to everybody else. Yeah. Um, so she, she played a very important role. And the Collier's drawing is great because it shows mm-hmm. uh, the serfs coming into Lindy's, which was a showbiz hangout, to meet up with Irving Berlin and his wife after the original film premiere of White Christmas. So Did everybody a, like it? It's a real, oh, of course. They I mean, like that's, it. <laughs> it's called a classic for a reason. I won't say that I haven't seen that one either, but I haven't seen that one either. Uh, let's see. What else? What's my line? I think we've covered a lot of ground. Sure. Uh, I know we. Uh, I think it's an appropriate show for Hirschfeld because what's my line? Yes, uh, yes. I always, I always like that too. Um, and uh, it, it, it was a show that, uh, as Catherine has shown, uh, really can give people an idea of what was going on. So if you want to know about the people in Hirschfeld drawings or anything else in right. sort of mid twentieth century America. That's a great show to watch. Yeah. And actually, what a, there's also, uh, speaking of other things in 20th century, there's an episode where a man from Kentucky comes in and uh, writes his name on the board. And his name is Colonel Sanders. And he's in an all-white suit. And he sits down and, you know, we secretly tell the audience that he owns a uh, chicken restaurant, fried chicken restaurant. And Arlene is totally in love with him. Uh, she's like, you look so dashing and dapper. And no one knows who he is. And it's Colonel Sanders, of course, of KFC fame. But I think this was like in six, I don't know. It was mid-60s and no one knew who he was. Uh, I think that's probably like the most famous person that came on that wasn't famous. Right. You know, that be- later became famous. and So there's fun things like that, too. Hugh Hefner's on the panel once no that's great there's everything something for everybody but yeah you do learn a lot and i always say it makes me better at my job (laughs) and that's what we like here at the al hirschfeld foundation our archives manager to be better at her job Uh, yeah i've seen half of a jack lemon film i'm working on it (laughs) unbelievable folks unbelievable (laughs) hey i've seen i've seen a lot of marx brothers i've seen all the paramount films which Hirschfeld did not draw at all. Yes, well, I, and I watched half of Night at the Opera, but again, not the best. It's an, that's another episode. Uh, so, as sad as it makes me, I think the What's My Line episode has to come to an end. This is probably the most I'll ever talk on any episode. Is that a promise? <laughs> Unless we do an Elvis or Bobby Kennedy episode, this is the most I'll ever talk. We're not doing a Bobby Kennedy episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Well, we might do an Elvis episode. Maybe. There, Maybe. There, there's, there believe it or not, there's story. more drawings than you might imagine. Yeah. And they're Elvis. all very, very nice. Yes. They really do. And capture captured Elvis. them all throughout his career. Right. What was the earliest one? 54? Uh, yeah, 54, 54, 56. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it is 56. Anyway, story for another day, as David Indefin- likes to say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. If you uh, enjoy the podcast or don't hate it, uh, please write a review <laughs> on iTunes. Um, that helps other people learn about it. Yep. Uh, you can go to our website, alhirschfeldfoundation.org. Look up all the What's My Line drawings. Or any drawing. Any drawing. <laughs> and then alhirschfeldfoundation.org slash podcasts with an S at the end. S for... Uh, silly. Steve Allen. Steve Allen. <laughs> S for Steve Allen. That's where the show notes will be and all the episodes. Follow us on Facebook 
Al, the Al Hirschfeld Foundation. We post something every day. Every day. Yep. Uh, and then Twitter and Instagram, uh, we also post. We, we post every day on Twitter. Um, yep. And we respond to questions on Twitter. So at Al Hirschfeld, uh, tweet us, um, yep. leave us a message on our Facebook page, yep. or write to us uh, at the foundation at info at alhirschfeldfoundation.org uh, with questions, or if you've got an idea that you'd like to hear yeah. on the podcast, we'd Definitely. love to hear what you want to hear Definitely. about. Definitely. We want to hear suggestions and all that, all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> well, so long. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>